Let me tell you about this guy. Let me tell you about this fucker right here. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a good hint, but I guess not. You got to be direct. Oh, okay. Sorry. Gotta I'm going to need you to start, <laughs> sir. Jen, actually, you got to be direct. All right. So, welcome to the first ever episode of Fuck Your Generation. Um, my next. Both of them, really. <laughs> Gen X. So, Gen X is 1965 to 1980. Some of the highlights of Gen X is going to be where the MTV generation we're latchkey kids means both of our parents worked and we had a key and we let ourselves into the house. Uh, but we had some great things. We had um, very colorful music. Cindy Lauper started MTV, obviously. Um, the Buggles video killed the radio star. Um, and we had WWF that, that actually mixed music with professional wrestling. So Cindy Lauper and Hulk Hogan and Captain Lou Albano, Ultimate Warrior kind of crap. Yeah, you're like, uh, what is? What are these? I don't things? know who the fuck those people are, but all right. Um, but we also had the space shuttle. Um, we had the start of technology. Now you're just making shit up. <laughs> it started technology, so um, we're the first ones to actually have computers in the house. So that's kind of some of the highlights. There's a lot more things in there, but we don't need to go into. Okay. That. So what? What the hell is Gen Z? What have you done? <laughs> Good question. I don't think we've done much so far. Uh, so Generation Z is between 1997 and 2012. Debated. There's uh, a couple of theories out there that it's 95 to 2010. Some of them say it's a little later, but most common, 1997, 2012. Um, we have a lot of different names. It seems like they haven't quite figured out what we should be called. So Zoomers is a big one, playing on the whole boomers that do everything. Okay. Um, the I generation because of the iPhone, Centennials, post-millennials, and my favorite, Homelanders, because <laughs> the voice show. Um, big technoholics. We always had cell phones around us. We grew up with cell phones, regardless of if you had one in your house or not. We always grew up with them. Um, iPhone was a big one. Growing up with the smartphone really coming into play in uh, in in our world and yeah. in our everyday life. Um, we... You know, some big things like we watched our parents go through a recession in 07 and we just went through, all of us just went through COVID-19. Which is because we had a recession um, we, with Jimmy Carter, mm -hmm. the gas lines, mm -hmm. uh, stagflation was invented. Right. Right. And then we had the AIDS epidemic. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, and we grew up, Our a big thing with our generation is growing up with the smartphone and growing up with the social media. Um, that's uh, that's some of our defining moments in, in our generation, really. We had streetlights. Street, <laughs> streetlights came on, it was time to go home. <laughs> if they're out for more than 15 minutes, you're getting your butt whooped. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you didn't whip our butt quite as much. No, we're busy doing other things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you you had some Twitter stuff? Yeah, I do. So I think I want to get started right at the beginning here, kind of coming out strong. Um, our generation doesn't isn't typically known for that, but we're doing that. Uh, yeah, we're still guiding. Still guiding. <laughs> um, so I don't, know or at least I, most people don't think that we are. He knows what these tweets are. I don't know what they are. He just says, "Hey, I want to read some Twitter stuff to you." So, 
yeah we'll he was like what the fuck is twitter i <laughs> don't only know what facebook is um so yeah so i'm gonna read some tweets about each generation that i thought were uh either pretty spot on or pretty hilarious so i'm gonna read them for the group um we'll start with the gen x tweets so the first one is by usted uh it says every generation has a painful breakup gen z and tiktok millennials and vine gen x and cultural relevance <laughs> It's funny. It's kind of true, and and I think for me that what makes it even funnier is, is that we don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't give a fuck. So it definitely makes sense. Um, so one about Gen Z is this is from Belly. Uh, Gen Z culture is making an Instagram account for your disposable camera, <laughs> which I thought is pretty accurate. Most Instagram accounts that I see now that have the most follows, I think one that came up with that was really big was like and I everyone's gonna hate me from not remembering but one of one of the more famous celebrities had a huge Instagram account and so somebody posted a picture of an egg and they said get this egg more followers than this person I don't remember who it was all the top of my head I and I'll put it in posts like on the video of who it was but yeah um I remember reading about that yeah and that's what we do we make Instagram accounts for our cats our dogs our fucking turtles we just make Instagram accounts I thought it was just for hot chicks on boats as some dude flew her over there nope nope not just that <laughs> we do the we do the animals so somebody else does the, the hot chicks on boats um probably millennial yeah <laughs> um another one for Gen X this was Ted Lasso Stan said the Gen X urge to say I'm not a boomer <laughs> Um, I think one of the funnier things that I found out was that, you know, going through these tweets is that that really seems to be the only thing that that gets to Gen X is that calling them a boomer. Other than that, there's really nothing else. I couldn't find tweets about Gen X. I couldn't find like, you know, a bunch of mean things like it was it was pretty difficult finding stuff about Gen X. Well, we're kind of one of the things that we have been called is the forgotten generation. Um it's kind of weird because, like, the boomers, they were either having a purpose or inventing a purpose. You know, it was like flower power, um, what was it, free love, protest war, that kind of junk. And so that's kind of their thing. And then we came after that. So, you know, the war is over, um, you know. The economy after Carter kicked up, we were just kind of a a fun-loving group. So we didn't really care. I mean, we were watching the boomers at work, like, and then boomers like working 27 hours a day, and they're like, you know, if you follow my lead, you can be in this chair someday. And we're like, thank you for letting me know what it is that did that to you so I don't make the same mistake. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we're... I think we like to just have a good time. I mean, we we have our serious moments, like, oh, we invented technology. Yeah, like right now, we're thinking funny, silly things and fucking want to educate everybody. <laughs> we, we we enjoy it, but it's kind of like we like to kick back and we like to watch and we like to eat our popcorn. We like to, well, at least I personally, I like to throw the little seed of conflict out there for two people to fight over and just kick <laughs> back and watch. Just watch them kill each other yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, also, um, for the earlier, it was Kylie Jenner. So the <laughs> more popular than Kylie Jenner. Um, 
Yeah, so the next one that I have for Gen Z is Gen Z culture is hearing a really famous song from the 80s and only knowing it from some movie like Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> or, or commercials. Yep, commercials. Or the big one is uh, TikTok. Like, I only... Most of the music, it seems like there's a lot of um, people my age, like the first thing that we're hearing it from is TikTok. And some of it's older, some of it's newer, but hearing a lot from like a, a movie or something like that rather than the original song first and then and and then going back and listening to the original seems to be the common way like music's found a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, actually, I, I watched some YouTube reaction videos to, to music. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting how Gen Zers are hearing things for the first time, and they're like, "I, I thought this other one was the original," you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I I watched a couple of those too. There's a lot of, of course, TikToks about right. that, where it's like their kids come up to their parents and they're like, "Oh, look at this original song," and they play, it and parents are like. Yeah, I I heard the original, and it's definitely not this. That's for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one that I have for oh that last one was from uh, Mikey. Um, so this one is from Alex. Uh, the Gen X urge to start posting all my grievances on Facebook and saying shit like, "Let's just say you know who you are." <laughs> so yes, I, I'm on Facebook, and. There is a lot of bitching and complaining on Facebook. Yeah, and I don't know why, but everybody, especially you get, like, the the nice, like, you know, white Christian women who, like, hop on there and they're just, like, they just post everything and post their whole diary on... Uh... Karens. <laughs> well, okay, that's one word for them, <laughs> right? But not all of them are Karens, but it's just so many... It's so funny because it like growing up in the gen that like didn't have the computer in the home and then you guys you know adopted the computer in the home whatever um we don't dive into like all of the social media it just it seems to be like facebook which i'm assuming is probably because it's the closest thing to myspace and <laughs> what you grew up with myspace is better that has you can make your own soundtrack don't let them hear you say that i know i'm gonna have like i'm you are no longer allowed to use facebook for the next <laughs> two hours yeah, you're gonna get banned. But to go back to that whole Facebook thing, and mm-hmm. th- there's definitely something to that. Um, I do it on occasion. Sometimes I'll make the random post accusing a unknown person of something, uh-huh. just to see how many people get mad and think it's about them. <laughs> I actually had an old boss who would do the same thing. They would purposely, like, just say something on there to get people stirred up and, you know, roughly your age or so, and then just to see people, you know, posting and replying and all of that stuff. Yep, just stirring the pot. Exactly. Yeah, but it is kind of funny how, like, that, you know, that is the one thing is, you know, what we would say is cringe, you guys posting it all on Facebook and all of that stuff. I do think it's interesting. Um, so another one is from April log. This is about Gen Z. Gen Z culture is your Postmates driver for getting your drink. But instead of being mad, you take it as a sign to drink more water. Okay. Um, I I have a better, what's Postmates? (laughs) 
It's like DoorDash. Okay. So is this like a British thing then? No, no. It's just another version of DoorDash. You know, you got Postmates, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, okay. all different ways to basically, we like subscription services. We don't want to pay $60 a month for cable TV, but damn sure we will pay $160 a month for 60 different screen, streaming or food services <laughs> or whatever that we feel, that I feel tailored to me, you know? So maybe, maybe we'll get a producer or something and um, we can do a an episode where I actually introduce you to a grocery store. <laughs> oh, I don't want to go in those things. Those things are old, nasty, and honestly, most of it is just, you know, dealing with a, a robot now and, you know, not talking to anybody in self-checkout, which... I thought it was interesting. So when I was when I was preparing for this episode and all of that stuff, I thought it was um interest interesting. I never like thought about why I, you know, actually enjoyed um like doing like face to face stuff like this. Um, or when I would go to work and have conversations, it's much easier for me to always have them like face to face. But I guess it turns out like, you know, the generation in between ours, millennials, they're they're much bigger on the um, you know, wanting to do all of their conversations through like a phone call or, you know, through a meeting online or, you know, whatever. Um, whereas Gen Z actually typically statistically prefers doing like the face to face conversation and all of that stuff. Um, especially when it comes to like doing meetings and stuff like that face to face, which I think is interesting. I think you know, in fear of actually us getting along, I'll say it anyway. <laughs> um, I think sometimes Gen Z gets a bad rap because they get m- roped into the millennial. And so, because nobody likes those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Boomers and millennials, fuck them both. <laughs> so, but yeah, they, I feel like they're always trying to find shortcuts. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to go into the office. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just yeah. It's uh. It's interesting just to. It's interesting to learn things about yourself that you didn't realize about yourself until you're t- start looking at your generation. Like, oh, no wonder why they categorize it categorize it that way. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So for. Gen X, uh, we have one from Allie, and it says, it's all fun and games having Gen X friends until they go and have Gen X opinions. <laughs> because um, our level of political correctness is predominantly embarrassing for Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, I would say that is something where, like, you know, our our generations definitely differ on, like, so... it. You know, there's there's similarities. Obviously, you guys were our parents, right? Mm-hmm. So you raised us. So there's a lot to say about you know you guys instilling instill and however you say words, putting edit that out and yeah. fix it later. <laughs> putting, fix it in post. <laughs> putting in your values in us as you raised us, right? But then there's the other part of it too, where it's like a lot of our you know political views or um, the, how accepting we are of people or the political correctness or you know whatever whatever you want to call it um is very similar to millennials very typically in line with millennials in that in that kind of view and structure 
every generation tends to get a little bit more liberal. So it, it, it makes sense. Um, but again, in fear of actually us getting along <laughs> is while I think your social liberalism is far reaching for my taste, mm -hmm. I do think you're more fiscally conservative than the millennial generation. Yeah, and and that's what I found out like looking through this as well as kind of just looking at my own life and our friends versus, you know, people that are 10 years older than me or, or you know, whatever, right? The, that our generation seems to have watched, you know, we grew up watching a decent amount of like crisis, right? Like you had you had 9-11, you had a, a pretty large recession from 07 to 09. Um, you watch these things, you know, fall, whatever. Now we have social media where everybody is becoming an influencer and quite a large amount of people are actually making out of the so, you know, so-called nine to five, right? <laughs> Doing this. Um, I And I think our generation, like it, from what I've seen and from the little bit of research that I did, like they... They're very conservative, like you said, on their money. They don't want to set themselves up for failure when it comes to their finances. Right. They want to be stable in their job or in their career, whether it's, you know, something they love, like being an influencer or whatever, or even just having a nine to five. They want to be stable. They don't they don't want to like wake up every day knowing, oh, like, you know, where's the money gonna come from? Right. Um but you guys aren't stingy and cheap. Like when I was a kid growing up. We were stingy and cheap because we had a lot less access to things. Right. Um, because it, for me, 18 years old, moving out, it's a two-bedroom apartment and there's, you know, three people living in a two-bedroom apartment. Right. Right. Two dudes sharing a room and if there's a girl, she gets her own room. If it's three dudes, then... The third dude gets his own room is paying more in rent. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and the um, like uh, I so I would agree. Our our generation, I think, what happens with Gen Z is we are we want to be more conservative, but with our money, but we're also okay with spending a little bit more to try and get something that's better rather than like garbage. So, and because we grew up in an era where we have access to all of this social media reviews, things like that on products, we can easily say, oh, okay, well, I can spend $50 more on this because it's got 3,000 more reviews and they're all they're all much better rating. Um, the other part of that is too, is we, we tend to like to buy things that are like, if it's a little bit more, but more along the lines of like our values, right? So like yeah. this subscription service thing, right? So we pay a little bit more a month to have, you know, a subscription to let's say like Spotify over something else, but Spotify tailors your songs very well to you and how personally, how you like to listen to music and select songs. Um, and I sort of nod like I have a smother. <laughs> so I noticed like my generation will, We'll typically do that if we if we feel like it's something that aligns with us or tailors to us specifically. Everything now is about um, trying to latch on to our gens like consumer. Well, and it's tough. I'm, I'm not like that at all. You know, I was like six people died doing this. I'm like just six. Sweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's. 
I kind of feel like Gen Z and the millennials, so I'll, I'll piss you off by loop, lumping you guys uh-huh. together, all right? Um, have gone into this ultra-sensitive, we're going to broadcast our values and we're going to place it on history so that we can be constantly in a state of anger over the history of this country and what things are doing. And I just see so much, this was a normal thing. This is how we did things. But now suddenly we're the devil type of thing. Yeah. And I will say, I do think that is where we get lumped a lot in with millennials. Because I think that the perception is, is I think the perception about Gen Z is like, oh, we, we don't, we just want to like, like you said, just kind of like make our voice heard about this specific topic, whatever it is that's supposedly you guys are the devils and this is so different from you right and then um and that's all we want and we're not really pay attention to what's actually happening but i think that's where we actually get roped in with millennials a lot is that um gen z you know i i was reading some posts and basically the best summary the best summary that i saw is like no we're watching everything like we're seeing what's going on and we're sitting in the same boat as you. We think we're all fucked. Like, <laughs> like I, I think our generation very much realizes it. Like, doesn't matter what political angle you have on it, right? That just like things are backwards and about whatever and where we're going, and we need to figure out how to fix it. Whether it's one way or the other, regardless of your political take mm-hmm. on it, like that things are, you know, they're falling apart. My hope for Gen Z is that they can figure out how to disagree and still be friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like millennials have compartmentalized themselves so much so like, oh, if you don't agree with me on this, and you can't be my friend. And now they have this very small pod Mm -hmm. of friends, and that's their entire world is surrounded by like-minded people. Yeah. And they have no tolerance for contrary opinion yeah and i think that we are so like i'm obviously don't represent everybody when i say this but um you know my wife we have both of us get along typically pretty well with the gen x um you know generation and we have conversations all the time with gen x couples who you know are our views and just general may not always align right and we get into these like topics and debates about different things and all that stuff but what i've noticed is that i I don't think there's ever been a time where we're just like no fuck you like i don't want to hang out with you anymore (laughs) um very much like open to it seems to be very much more open conversation about this is this is how i feel but coming from a place of like this is what i grew up with and this is what i'm saying um and you know, kind of under—I guess—understanding that both ways, and I don't know. It seems to be like the conversations are better and much less like, oh, you know, you don't share the same belief as me. Like, I'm just gonna—I'm <laughs> just gonna toss you to the side. Um, so yeah, I mean, I—I I think that your hope is what is actually happening, at least from from my perspective and from what I've seen. Um, can't say that about everybody, but yeah, you know. and, and to be clear. Um, what I'm talking about here is definitely generalities. Right? Yeah. And so I'll, when I talk about things, it's like most 
Gen Xers. It's not going to be every single one of them. Right. And it, just to keep that. Yeah. And it, and what I'm speaking about specifically is kind of from my experience and what I've seen. I don't know if it's all going like that, but from what I've seen, it seems to be we can have like the debates and conversations without, you know, killing each other or just canceling each other and like, ah, oh, no, get out of here. Right. Right. Cancel culture is. Yeah, cancel cancel culture is really what the phrase needs to be. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> make it ha- make it happen. I mean, yeah. is that where we like to do a hashtag? Cancel, yeah, cancel. yeah, exactly. <laughs> hashtag cancel cancel culture or something like that. Have um, tweets or what? Yeah, I do. Okay, I do have a few more. Um, I'm trying to remember where I left off. Gotta love that Gen Z ADHD brain. ADHD uh, anxiety filled. Uh huh. <laughs> You're giving me anxiety just staring at me, waiting for me. I'm just gonna stare. I'm going to stare at your ear, see if I can Okay, the so I think we're on, I think it's Gen Z's turn. So, um, Collar Green said, Gen Z culture is playing TikTok songs at a party and only knowing the words and dance to the part of the song that was popularized. <laughs> I Which, can see that. I can tell you, there are so many songs where I only know, like, the chorus, <laughs> and then that's it. I don't know the rest of the song. And you'll, you can pick out a spot of us, you know, singing a song, because you'll, that would be like, Singing the chorus, blah, 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 whatever, and then you just yeah. mumbling through the rest of the song, and then, oh, the chorus is back again, <laughs> pick it up. <laughs> That's a skit waiting to happen, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, what's your favorite genre of music? My favorite genre? Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, my, my favorite genre that I mostly listen to now is rap. Um, however... <laughs> However, I uh, listened, so kind of based on my upbringing, I listened to a lot of like, it was a lot of like Christian contemporary music in my household or like alternative Christian stuff. So like Christian rock and Christian rap and all that stuff. So yeah, Skillet, for example, right? Um, And then in high school, I went through this country phase Okay. So I listened to a lot of country music all throughout high school and into the beginning of college, uh, which I think was yesterday. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I started in college. I had some friends that introduced me to a lot of like rap and rock, and um, really started hitting. Uh, I guess like, I don't know. Really started getting into rap over the last so, few years. So answer me this. What is the difference between rap and hip hop? Can I Google it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you know, so I I've been like lectured. That's not rap. That's hip hop. I was like, oh okay, and then that's not hip hop. That's rap. It's like okay, well, somebody please explain the difference to me. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of music now, and country does this a lot too. Uh, in the country world, we have a saying for it. It's rap and country. It's crap. Yeah, um, yeah. but. Country is doing it a lot too. I think a lot of those genres are like, there's a lot that are really blending together. Um, and so I think there's a lot of hip hop that has a lot of rap in it. So maybe it's and then vice versa. Um, so hip hop is what rap, techno, R and B. Sure. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know what like the definition is. I'm gonna see if I can find one, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of stuff lately that is blended. Like a lot of country is going like country hip hop or country rap. Um, a lot of like the rap I listen to is like a mix of 
more, I guess, quote unquote, traditional rap, but then there's a lot of hip hop involved too. So I don't really know what the actual definition is though. I got him. This is <laughs> this isn't a good definition either. So I predominantly listen to country, and and the reason I ask that is like um, when you're talking about just the chorus and that kind of thing. What pops in my mind is the music you're listening to isn't telling a good story, mm-hmm. and what I like about country music, my why I like it the most, is it tends to tell this whole story. Yeah, I think, so personally, I think good country music does. There's a lot of country music now that is just my blue jeans, my beer, and my truck. It's very like that, oh, let me just try to hit yeah. my demographic and not actually do country music. Mm-hmm. But good country music, I would agree, it typically does tell a story. And in my opinion, good rap and hip-hop also does too. The rap typically has a lot of emotion behind it that tells a good story. So let me interrupt you if you don't mind. No, I absolutely mind. It's fucking bullshit. All right, mind your elders. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Um, I've lost interest in rap because it's always a sexualizing women. Mm-hmm. It's all about money, material things, and it's and if you watch their videos, it's dudes surrounded by hot chicks in Beamers or Mercedes or something along those lines, and they're all still very angry, and I don't understand it. Yeah, and so I, I was kind of like looking it up a little bit um, to answer your question and then kind of respond. Let me answer your question about the differences, okay. and then let me respond to what you just said. So I, so I tried to go through a couple different definitions, but... One of them is rap music is a combination of rhyming and poetry to a beat, and it's part of the hip-hop genre. Mm-hmm. So hip-hop is the overarching uh, hey, umbrella umbrella of rap and then, or, you know, a bunch of different things, which in supposedly includes rap. I don't, and I guess they're saying that, like, hip-hop is more the culture, um, and and then rap is inside of that. Okay, so there's like mumble rap. There's different kinds of rap. Right, exactly. So it's kind of like the overarching um, and then rap is inside of it. But I think to your point, like what you were saying about, you know, why you've kind of turned away from rap and and, and how you feel about it. I think that's at least a lot of the rap that, in in my opinion, that I listen to because it's, you know, great and good type (laughs) stuff. um, (laughs) Is bussing as we would say, uh, <laughs> or popping? Sorry, popping, popping, bussing tables. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I think that I think that good rap still is really emotional and tells a story. I don't think there's a lot of yeah, like NF exactly perfect example, right? NF just dropped a new album that's fucking amazing, and he. Most of his rap typically tells some sort of story. Eminem did a great job at that too, taking his rap and telling some sort of story rather than just rapping about the normal, like what you just said, like how country tries to, you know, pander their audience by talking about beer trucks and blue jeans. Right. Rap trying to pander their audience, talking about sex, drugs, and, you know, being a thug or whatever, right? right? Or being a gang member. Um, I think they have the, like, I think a lot of music has that, like, 
key element, you know, pieces of, oh, we're just gonna, we know that this sells to our key demographics, so let's just do this. And then you have really good people inside of that that make like actual music still, um, which is what I like. Also, rap typically tends to, for me, it typically gets me going or like motivated, um, especially when I'm about to do something that's like more difficult or when I'm driving into work, it kind of helps me like get amped up for, for work. Um, where honestly country kind of makes me more want to like listen to at the end of the day to like wind wind down. Um, so that, that's what I like about rap too. It kind of like amps me up and, and gets me going and like going and fucking beat everybody up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next one I have for Gen X is by Ashley. It says... Of course, Ashley. (laughs) Freaking Ashley. It says, um, I will never understand boomer slash Gen X, I hate my wife humor. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't met our wives. (laughs) Oh, and I think that's particularly funny because Gen Z is... You know they're um they're not getting married at the same ages that past generations did right like obviously we're not that old but um from what i was from what i was reading and looking into you know the average a lot of the average like marriage ages were around like 21 22 typically in our past generations but it's been dropping each one right um and but same with gen z so like gen z is are is waiting it seems to be waiting the longest to get married and things like that so i don't if you think, do it at all right exactly if we get married at all so i think that uh it would be hard for us to understand that humor if we're not married to somebody have you ever heard of the phrase playing the dozen no all right so this goes back yes to my me. my youth and actually black culture okay so playing the dozen is highlighted with your mama jokes Okay. Right. The mama's so big, blah, 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 blah. Right. So that was popular when I was growing up. Okay. All right. So it's always, you know, degradating kind of humor. And that's, gotcha. and then so, and one side of our breath, we talk about our wives being our better halves, but then we also say old ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's in a weird way terms of endearment even though it's so i definitely i definitely get that like our i i feel like the gen z um generation is very much into that like oh i'm gonna just completely tear you down and make fun of you all day long but it really means that i love you and i care about you and like we're actually friends rather than people that you know that are not my friends i just talk to them like normal like that's um <clears throat> so i was in the army i was in the navy i was on sports teams drink out of an unopened drink if people are calling you only by your name you are not part of the club right <laughs> exactly yeah so i think that that's probably i don't know that much um about like the millennial or boomer generation as far as i think a millennial wrote wrote that tweet and roped Gen X into the boomers because they're so all 
butthurt about the boomers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they did start with, I'll never understand boomers slash Gen X humor. Right. So well, it seems like they roped them yeah. together a little bit. We don't like the boomers either. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, getting to the next one with Gen Z. This is the last one I have um, from uh, Ahmed. Gen Z thinks they're so much smarter than their parents for not falling for Facebook conspiracy theories only to end up falling for TikTok conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, that one really hit home for me because honestly like i have no i have no counter against it i think that that's happening quite a bit they see the tiktok videos whatever and they're like oh that must be what's going on i don't have a tiktok account so only tiktoks yeah you do just inadvertently <laughs> I have a tiktok account for this uh you're gonna i, I don't know the law you're gonna be a star <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be a star but the only time I see TikTok videos is when I'm on my Facebook page and somebody shares it. <laughs> of course. That's, that's the only time you see TikTok videos. I have a buddy of mine, him and his wife were talking about this, and she's like, oh, I don't want to download TikTok. And he's like, you already fucking watch them all just through Facebook instead of on TikTok. <laughs> but China. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, okay, they don't need to use TikTok. They sent a goddamn balloon. And it worked perfectly fine and evaded <laughs> everybody for most of its way through. Like, they don't need to use TikTok. They just was like, oh, what, we can distract them with TikTok and just fucking send a balloon and it'll be fine. <laughs> Nobody will ever expect a hot air balloon. <laughs> um, okay, so last tweet I have is from Natasha about uh, Gen X. And it says, I just tried to kill a cockroach with Dove body spray. Now its name is Karen and won't start talking. <laughs> Stop talking about yoga. <laughs> Oh, Karens. Just to know, Karens are not... Yeah, you define them, please. Because we're trying to, but we're scared of them. <laughs> so a, a Karen is this overbearing, self-indulging, borderline, narcissistic, white woman with short hair and has entitlement issues. Yeah. Typically the person that you see yelling at the kid who's just trying to check her out or at... Not even that. It's like it could be 3 o'clock in the afternoon and she's across the street in her front yard trying to listen to her iPod because I think that's that Karen's age would have an iPod. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> or maybe Spotify on her phone. That's uh-huh. that, that's how it works, right? Yeah, Spotify. exactly. Okay. On your phone. Or And then you have like your two kids playing in the kiddie pool and she gets mad telling you to shut your kids up because they're making too much yeah, noise. Yeah, because she's trying to listen to yeah. her Spotify playlist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like more people just need to look her dead in the eye and say, Bitch, <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> yep. Um, I think it's funny because there's like, I think every, you know, the Karen is typically associated with like Gen X, but 
I think it's funny because I think most of Gen X and Millennial and Gen Z and maybe even Boomers don't want to associate them with anybody. Like, they're off over there. They're fucking okay. doing their own thing. In, in truth, they are the Gen X age, but Gen X don't like them. <laughs> they're usually that cheerleader that got fat and their boyfriend got drunk and left them or even worse, still around and they can't afford to separate. <laughs> Oh, man. That's all the the tweets I got. (laughs) All right. So, for me, what I think of Gen Z, I think... What uh, you think of Gen Z? What I think of Gen Z... All right, we're going to specify there. Put my fighting hands. I think of a uncommon amount of people that are ADHD, anxiety-ridden, fear-filled, sensitive people trying to make their way in this really confusing world because they have no idea how to maneuver around millennials. Well, that hurt my feelings. (laughs) All right, get my... Humper, dude. Uh oh. My comfort. Well, oh, it comes in liquid form now. My comfort. Or drink. Your sodi pop. My sodi pop. You couldn't afford the t- the pods. You had to go for the. Yeah, I can't afford the pods. <laughs> Like, I'm not rich. <laughs> um, okay, fine. Well, these are my assumptions about you, sir. Not Gen X, just you. Oh, for your me <laughs> things that you said about me. Uh, so you guys are the Karen gen- generation. Just all the middle-aged white women yelling at the manager, yelling at the kid. You're upset about your own life and how it's going, so you just want to yell at everybody else about theirs. Um Super privileged. The boomers set you up all nice, and now you just feel like you fucking own the world around you. Like, eh, whatever. We don't need to deal with you. Just kind of whatever, you know, chillax. I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and not deal with any of the crisis that are around us. Um, And then you want to take all of your guilty, you know, subconscious things and put them all over Facebook and use it as your personal diary. (laughs) (laughs) um i think the biggest problem that we have with uh and this is fucking for all of you not just you (laughs) is the 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 hypocritical like practice what you preach like everybody wants to tell us um, oh you're doing this wrong and blah 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 and you're doing these things and you say it's out of experience and love but really in reality you just want to control our fucking lives fucking bullshit That's my rant, damn it. <laughs> we don't want to control your lives. We want you to move out of the basement. No, it's my basement. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so maybe I like living in the basement. You ever think about that, Dad? <laughs> I made it too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, so if we're going to be real, I mean, I think all stereotypes have some sort of foundation in reality, and then it just kind of gets exaggerated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everything you said was true. 
<laughs> but I think there's there's but it's fine. truth in there's an increase in ADHD in Gen Z versus Gen X. Um, there's definitely more anxiety in <laughs> Gen Z than Gen X. Um, but then, you know, I kind of have some thoughts on to why that would be the case, but I'm kind of, I, I would like to hear your either defense or reasoning or rebuttal to my stereotypical comment. Yeah. So I think, <clears throat> I, I don't think that you're. I don't think that you're wrong necessarily in the like saying that, you know, our generation is anxiety filled and it and, you know, lots of ADHD and anxiety. Right. Um, I do think, not, uh, you know, regardless of your, um, you know, political affiliation, the oh, you, you know, the more you test, the more cases you're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think that one thing that kind of plays in i'm sure to that statistic and i you know i this is just going i haven't done any research into this so this isn't like a proven fact but just kind of my own personal take on on part of this i think that our generation is really big on mental health and and being able to share you know professionally what you're going through and the things that are that that you're dealing with right um i think more than any other generation we're very much hey like if you need help go get it go talk to somebody that's a professional don't just sit on whatever it is that you're dealing with small big whatever like go and talk to somebody about it um and i think part of that comes with the statistics leaning more towards us having more anxiety because we're the ones reporting our anxiety right so we we're you know we're very much that generation of actively like this is what's going on with me and typically very open about it um and maybe that's not entirely the case but I, I, you know i think there's i think that there's ability there right so you know i think that from that perspective we're just open and reporting about it whereas you know maybe in past generations it wasn't it, oh yeah for certain it wasn't okay to report about it first of all gen x if you didn't try to kill yourself you weren't going to see therapist <laughs> <laughs> right exactly and that's the thing and, and I, I think that's something that you know i i don't know if that's that disputed that like it doesn't need to be to the point of you actively trying to harm yourself or commit suicide to mm -hmm. go and see someone and talk about it um so and i think that that's a big thing for us and that kind of leads into the whole like we're filled with anxiety and like well i think a lot of people had anxiety we're just talking about it a lot more to people um which i think kind of plays into that also i agree i think from, from what i was thinking on it is um you guys um are bombarded with media i think the world and the country is a much safer place than what mass media and everything is showing you you know everything from your phones your laptops mm -hmm. tv that kind of stuff is all this negativity all around all around all yeah. around and then your friends are saying that kind of stuff and then they're feeding onto it so now even on your social thing it's this negativity or conflict or something yeah and 
and I I don't disagree about that either. I there, the media, whether it's when you were watching news as a kid or when I watch it, is very much focused on the negative things that are happening. And but you get so much, that, and that's so, that's so, what I'm saying. So yeah, for us growing up, I remember we had this guy named Walter Cronkite. Mm-hmm. What he said is everything that was going on in the world. He had right. a, sixty minutes was a one hour show that told you what the problems were in the world, right? right? You guys have 60 minutes every hour of the day. We had 60 minutes once a day. Right, and and that's what I mean. Like, all, you know, we don't just have the evening news that we're watching. Right. The news is on 24-7 now, which most of us, we don't watch it, but it's on 24-7. Um, we have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, all of those have their own sets of like newsreels, um, you know, people that are publicizing what's going on in the world, people that are giving their own takes on what's going on in the world, YouTube, um, and a lot of it reports on the negative. Uh, There's very little, and maybe it's more than, you know, what we're let into, but most of what ends up on our feed is negative shit about what's going on. Mm -hmm. So... I think that we, I th- I would agree. I think that we get bombarded with that. I think another part of it is too, something I've noticed recently, and this is more personal, but I think it probably a lot of people in my generation can relate. I get on TikTok and start scrolling and 80% of my feed, whether I've liked the video or not, is about everybody supposedly escaping the rat race, right? Everybody is, you know, supposedly making thousands of dollars doing this shortcut, doing this this way, Mm -hmm. selling this thing, e-commerce, you know, influencer, TikTok, whatever the case may be, um, drop shipping, whatever the new buzzword is for the week, right? And they make it seem like, oh, everybody's doing this. You're the only one not doing it and you're missing out. And it's the, the, um, you know, the time for it is going to be gone super quick. So you better get in on it. Otherwise you're not going to be rich like me. Right. And whether they're rich or not, and whether in the back of the head, your head, you know, you know that they're rich or not, or, you know, they're just full of shit. I think that causes a lot of anxiety, at least in me personally. Cause I'm like, wait, am I not like really where I should be? Am I, should I be making, is there really like an easy way to just use the internet and make all of this money? Um, and the reality is, is that, is it easier in some ways? Sure. But are all these people just making millions of dollars? No, because you walk outside and most of them are just stuck in the same shit show that I am. Right. So, but being bombarded with that all the time, making you feel like you have to be doing something right now. And if you're not doing it, even the motive, the stuff that's supposed to be more motivational, like, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Gary V. Um, but Gary Vee is a really big social media influencer, really big on TikTok. His whole thing is like, oh, you know, don't get so anxious. You've got plenty of time, right? You got plenty of time to do all these things. But then some of his stuff gets into like, well, you should be like trying these new things all the time and like wasting your 20s, like grinding and trying and just trying different things, right? Which for me is on the flip side of like, so if I'm not trying a new thing every day, then I'm like just fucking wasting my 20s, right? <laughs> So I think, I think there's a lot of that going around that just it, I know it makes me anxious. Um, 
whether I should be anxious about it or not is one thing, but I know that it like it bothers me and I see it all the time. So I can imagine lots of people my age see the same thing and they're like, oh shit, like I don't know if I'm doing enough or am I, you know, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? And I think we get bombarded with that a lot more than any other generation, especially growing up with yep. now social media and phones in our yep. pocket. So your generation, that's what they were born into. Right. We didn't have to, you don't know a time without internet. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now it's all quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it took us down a dark, super path. serious rant moment. <laughs> oh man. Um, so you kind of laid something out for me. So I want to make sure that, uh, you also have the chance to respond to one of the things I said. And specifically, I think, you know, walking around the, I think it would be interesting to hear your perspective. So one of the things that that is, I think, opinion of my generation for Gen X, um, is that you were privileged because the boomers set you up well. So I'm curious to, to hear your, your take on that. I disagree strongly. Um, that's where you lie when you have that little check marks and I disagree strongly on them. <laughs> yeah. That's a, the fourth check, fourth box. Running out of strongly disagree. Juice. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think the boomers, cause they're that free love generation, Vietnam war, flower power crap. Mm -hmm. And they did not love anything more than they love themselves. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, if you look at it, so, and, and I was looking at this free love, protesting wars, racial strife, right? Then these people get into political office and suddenly we have a protested war, racial strife. I think they just recreated their glory days using mass media to stir up all of this bullshit mm -hmm. that's causing you guys anxiety and me to be pissed off. Right. Right. Um, so... I don't think they set us up for anything. I mean, we were the last few kids. They were off working, doing other things. We had to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why we don't really give a damn about the boomers because we had to do it on our own. Right. You know, I had to, I was in freaking sixth grade cooking my own dinner, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. So I don't think they set us, if they set us up for anything, it was to teach us how to be independent and how to rely on ourselves so that we can set ourselves up for something. Right. So. And I, so I think that's kind of where, like, you know, um, the, it's called fuck your generation, but really the generation that everyone says fuck you to is the boomers, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I do think that that's an interesting point because, you know, the boomers are the one now that are taking advantage of all the things that their parents and themselves set themselves up for, whereas we're all like, fuck, are we even going to get social security? Like, are we even going to get these things? And and I don't think they set anyone up, really. No, for... I mean, they're 84 years old and still running for a re-fucking-tire. <laughs> <laughs> right? can, you, can you not get out of the limelight and let somebody else have a shot? You're so immersed in your own opinion and your own self-importance that you can't re ride that horse into the damn sunset. Yeah, 
You know? Yeah, everybody in on our side has this dream of like, oh, I can retire and relax. And they're like, I'm going to retire, relax, and fuck all of you with me while yeah. I'm doing it too. I'm going to stay in the limelight and just fucking ride that shit all the way through. They, they have like four houses and the kids are, are like, all right, so when I when they die, I'll have this for my inheritance. So like, And they're like, nope, I'm going to sell all these things. I'm going to outlive the inheritance. <laughs> Screw you people. I'm just bearing my money with me. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then to, to make themselves feel good, they're leaving their vast wealth to charity so the kids don't get it. Uh-huh. And like, oh, well, you guys didn't work for it, so you're just fucking leaving it to charity. I'm a good person. Look, I'm giving all this to charity. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. I I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I, I think most people don't disagree. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't want to go on to a political rant there, but there's so much opportunity to. <laughs> well, I think and it's on both sides. I, I don't think right? it's a political rant, right? right? Both sides agree that you guys are way too fucking old to be running. <laughs> yeah. So put someone else in, please. Like middle ground. I don't want super young. And I don't want someone super fucking old either. Exactly. And my thing is, if you're old enough to receive your full social security benefits, you should not be allowed to run for president. Yeah. Or you should be allowed to run for office. Yeah, no, screw it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of the problem that all of us are facing now is that we're, you know, running into this situation where even with all of us in and all of us starting to, you know, take the reins and mm -hmm. vote, we still have just this abundance of old men that are just sitting in office. It's like I I can barely represent your generation. <laughs> all right. I can barely do that. Mm -hmm. All right. You think an 84-year-old dude can represent your generation? No, they can't even type generation. <laughs> like, over here, one fingering. I know that. Where do you put the paper? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. So this would be a good time to sign off. <laughs> time to sign off and sign away. <laughs> well... Do you want to sign off properly and try some? No, I think I'm good on the tide in any form. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, I, so I used to use Tide products until your generation came out. <laughs> and now I've switched to cheer. Fucking more for me. <laughs> it was just cheering you on with the Tide pods. Hey, so they're delicious. It's like little jello candies. <laughs> Disclaimer, don't eat Tide pods. Unless you really, really want to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to get C. Yeah, well, you know, eh, that means we were successful. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for hopping in, listening to the first episode of Fuck Your Generation. Appreciate you guys all listening in. Peace be the journey.